Welcome back to Alien Minute. Alien Minute's the daily podcast that breaks down the movie Aliens in short, controlled bursts. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we are going to be talking about nuking the site from orbit with minute number 71 of Aliens. Uh, It's a Monday show. Brady, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Coming off a nice weekend. Got a lot of of housework done and everything and uh, ready to get back into Aliens Minute. You gotta, Same you gotta here, know man. how to tie in like all of your updates on. Hey, how was your weekend? Back to the movie that you're that you're covering, and it's pretty easy to do that with Aliens because, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's just what you would rather be doing <laughs> than anything right. else yeah, today, exactly. working or anything like that, discussing the film Aliens. Yeah, exactly. Well, folks, if you are just tuning in this week and missed last week, uh, we are filling in for John Engel this week as he is off on a very secret mission with the U.S. Colonial Marines, and uh, we are very happy that he has uh, picked us to to come on the show and talk about Aliens because we really love this movie. We're going to be here, a host here, until this Friday, uh, in which uh, time uh, somebody else will be coming along. So it's it's been a fun ride. We look forward to another week, and we look forward to talking about this. Minute number 71, where the discussion comes up to nuke the site from orbit or not, and that kind of is the central theme of this whole minute. You know, it starts off with Burke saying that he can't authorize anybody to destroy the colony and then goes to give this impassioned speech on whether or not anyone there has the full authority to make the xenomorphs go extinct. And this comes on the heels of several colonial marines losing their lives. You know, their best friends are, you know, Hudson still got acid all over his arm. And, you know, we're not even like two or three minutes out of that. And Burke's already, you know, saying like, well, this is, you know, pretty bad. But at the same time, is anybody here, uh, you know, do we have the authority to make an entire species extinct? And it's, um, I don't think he should be bringing this up right now. Do you? No, not at all. Especially in the face of someone who was hired to come on board this operation because of her awful experience with one of these things. Mm -hmm. And so he knows that she is... You know, like good good luck scraping your psyche off the floor if you've had to go through this one time. So we're going to ask this woman to come be a part of this mission, to come be like our I liaison. Don't, I don't, yeah, liaison. Sure. Yeah, whatever. And uh, have to face this and then to have just gone through this experience for the second time, whether she was there in person or not. Uh, and then to say then to start saying like, all right, let's let's not get too hasty here. You know, the best way to deal with somebody in this situation would be like, okay, don't worry, we're getting you back to Earth, like, ASAP. You know, but uh, he can't do that because, you know, he's got a job to do. On Friday, we talked a little bit about how this is kind of where Burke's, uh, kind of the the, uh, soil is being, or, you know, the seed is being sown for us to understand that Burke is the big villain of this movie, that he's the one trying to sabotage everything for his own personal gain. And I think when he mentioned on Friday... Uh, about the fact that there's a substantial dollar value attached to that particular complex, I think there's a little bit of weight to be had with that. You know, like it, it did a lot of people, you know, spend a lot of time and a lot of money putting that complex in um, to have the aliens there. You know, uh, nobody knows if these things, like what the lifespan on these things is. You know, like they could just call in for the drop ship to come pick them up, get back on the Sulaco and say, you know, call back to the company and say, you guys are probably going to want to check on this thing maybe in like four or five years. Maybe these, you know, aliens will have died off by that point. Uh, So I think that maybe he had a little bit of an argument there. But when he comes back on this minute and says, you know, like, oh, you know, nobody here has the, uh, you know, the authority to really, you know, call for the extinction of these animals. We're in full-blown scumbag Burke right now. Like that we went from him potentially being the bad guy in the movie to where I really think he kind of removes the veil a little yeah, bit here. Yeah, like, you know. If there was any question, there's no question anymore. 
Exactly. Yeah. You know. So it's, but it's good because now we have somebody we can't trust. You know, yeah, there's a factor the in the script that there is an internal bad guy. I'm sure that uh, if this was your first time seeing the movie and you had just come off of Alien, you'd probably still be thinking that potentially it's uh, Bishop who's the bad guy. You know, we see him kind of studying the face hugger. He's got a fascination with these things, kind of like. Uh, you know, like Ash did as well. There's a good callback to Alien when he's looking at it, you know, saying it's a, you know, magnificent creature, you know, when he's checking it out, the the face hugger. Um, so at this point, we're starting to get to the we don't know who to trust stage in this whole thing. You know, like it clearly the good guys here are Hicks, Vasquez, Hudson, and Ripley. And I, to a lesser degree, you know, Gorman. Oh, and then, of course, the, the best good guy of them all, uh, Newt. But we're still kind of unsure on Bishop and... Uh, Burke, they could be, you know, a tag team of bad guys at this point. But I think it's uh, something that I didn't really think about until I got older and watched this movie that up until this point, like Bishop is still kind of an X factor in this whole thing. We don't know that he is as good as he says that he is. But uh, the seed has definitely been sown here for Burke. And we kind of have our doubts about him for the rest of the movie, uh, which is, uh, you know, he 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 meets his ultimate end in a great way, too. So, um but do you think that Gorman would have gone along with the nuking the site from orbit question whenever hmm. it was brought up had he not been knocked out? That's a good question. Uh, I think Gorman would probably I mean, the Gorman that we know would probably still be up for the game, up for the mission, you know, mm-hmm. trying to finish this thing out. But you know, I, there's still a decent guy in there, you know, um, yeah. and I'm I'm pretty sure that if he were to wake up and see that only half of his team is still there, he would say, absolutely not. We're going back. Uh, yeah. Meaning like going back, getting the hell out of here. Nu- yeah. Nuke it from orbit or not nuke it from orbit. We are, we are leaving. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Catch the reference. G- uh- Gorman, uh, he comes across to me as the as the guy who's going to follow protocol. Mm-hmm. So I think he would not necessarily be uh, rule out nuking the site from orbit. But I think he's the kind of guy who would say like, well, you know, we can't justify a nuclear strike from orbit unless we, you know, like uh, adhere to this particular protocol. Maybe we got to call home and you know ask them if it's okay first or something. But I do think at this point, losing God, what like three quarters of your team, maybe even more than that. I, I'm not exactly sure. I've never really been sure of the number of Marines that initially went down on the planet on the drop ship because it's just a you know uh, their names are so abstract you know like uh where's bowski and dietrich and i apologize if you're listening to the show and, and your name is where's bowski or dietrich but a lot of those names don't really roll off the tongue you know and uh a lot of the marines actually they look you it's very easy visually to get them uh, confused with each other but you know um so i've never really been sure how many were originally there but having that much of your team wiped out if you're in somebody in gorman's position i think that it wouldn't be too much of a stretch to say like okay we need extreme tactics here uh if we're going to survive this situation and live to tell the tell about it but uh yeah you know um we kind of see hicks step up here at this moment too don't we that's right uh now ripley is kind of you know stepping up to be the guy in charge i mean you get a bunch of people who just don't know what the hell just happened or what they're gonna do because their leader so to speak is unconscious on the floor uh and the only guy who's really standing up and saying okay this is probably the best thing we should do is chicken shit Burke. Mm-hmm. So Ripley steps up and say, and you know, without having any sort of ranking or military rank or anything like that, starts to think like, okay, if I can't get what I need done through the way of Burke, who has a little more say than I do, then I'm going to single out the person who can do that here technically. And that yeah. is Corporal, Corporal Hicks. And so she starts to get what she wants done by s- singling him out. 
you know, and you can see that, that Hicks doesn't really want that weight put on him, but he's, you know, yeah, that's me. That's, that's my rank. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. It's it, it, heavy as the head that wears the crown with Hicks. He does seem like kind of, uh, uh, hesitant to take that role on. Yeah. Which, you know, gives his character a little bit, a little bit more weight. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to see John, I don't want to see some guy in here who there is no question of, is he going to live? Is he going to die? Is he the hero? Is he not? I want some question. I want to be left in question here so that I don't know if I'm going to make it out alive. Yeah. And I don't know who's, who's going to, or who's not. I think the ballsiest thing this movie could have done next would be to kill Newt, you know? And, uh, wow. yeah, and, that would be. Yeah. And, and then say like, okay, you came to see this movie and there's a little kid, you know, the kid's going to survive, right? And then to do that would be a very Game of Thrones move. You mm-hmm. no nobody knows who's who's going to make it out alive. So um, yeah, and you know, Hicks, Michael Bean, who we've been kind of told, you know, hey, keep a, keep a watch on this guy. This guy, something's going to come of him. This, you know, this guy that there's some kind of connection between him and Ellen Ripley so far, yeah. uh, and that really starts to come to fruition here towards the end of the minute when. New, uh, not Newt, uh, Hicks starts to agree with her plan and says, yep, we're taking off, we're nuking it from orbit. And he looks over and gives her some kind of recognition, and there's a little exchange between the two of them. So mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're not just getting development between those two characters. You're not just getting some kind of uh, plot development. We got something else, you know, a whole new little subplot building up here. You're starting to see Ellen Ripley let her guard down and become a human again. Yeah, you know, yeah. and you you don't really see that again. I'm mean, okay. Well, we see that all throughout the rest of this movie, uh, and then at the end, and you after that come Alien Three when everything has gone to hell. You don't really see it until she kind of lets herself become vulnerable to the Charles Dance character Clemens, uh, which unfortunately doesn't last long at all. But um, <laughs> yeah, but she uh, yeah. So I I don't know. It's pretty cool. You get this this really quick little exchange between the two of them and the movie and the character suddenly get a little bit of a humanity back. Yeah, and you know I like that he also has that callback to her line as well when he says, you know, let's just take off and nuke the site from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. And he yeah. kind of like looks at her, that kind of like you know cocked head to the side, kind of like it is a little bit of a flirty thing, but it's also kind of like game recognized game yeah, to a degree. You know? you know, and if this was a, a you know a teenage sitcom in the eighties, there would have been the the track that they always play when the two main characters kiss. You know that when the whole audience <laughs> chimes in. Somebody should really make a cut of this movie and just drop in stuff like that. With Saved or, by or the Dull do sound that. effects under the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. something like that. I kind of wish... So, okay, like so then uh, Ripley would probably be the Kelly Kapowski in this situation. So does that make mm-hmm. Vasquez the um, uh, Jesse Spano in this situation? Okay. Yeah, oh, totally. You know, with the backwards okay. chair and always sitting on it like that. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Uh, I think so. Okay, was that, that a particular was... episode? No, 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 it was all the time. Uh, no, I'm thinking of Slater, A.C. Slater. Oh, yeah, yeah, Slater. Well, Slater name? is clearly, uh, uh, well, I guess um, Zach Morris would have to be Hicks, right? Well, duh. And, and Hudson would have to be Screech. Yeah, so anyway, Aliens Minute. Um, <laughs> so next in this movie, we have, uh, yeah, like you were saying, Hicks kind of, yeah, just, I don't know, stepping up, you know? And saying, yeah, that's, you know, this is, she is right. I am Corporal, I am next in line, and that's what we're going to do. And that's sort of where so, the minute ends. Then Drake would be A.C. Slater, I think, and then Mr. <laughs> Belding would probably be Bishop. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah, and, you know, there's um, a, a line I wanted to point out here, too, where um, Burke is saying, Hicks can't do this. He's just a grunt, right. and then he turns and he says, no offense, and Hicks is kind of like, none, none taken. taken, and then he immediately calls for the nuclear strike. Yeah. Uh, there's a great callback to that later in the movie where 
uh, Hicks is about to blow away uh, Burke, that they make the decision like, yeah, we're just going to have to cap this guy right now because he tried to kill two people with face huggers. And uh, he returns the favor to him. You know, no offense, pal. Whenever yeah. he's like picking him up by the collar right before the aliens come in. So it's a nice, cool little callback to that. But um, yeah, I like I like the camaraderie that has come through these last couple of minutes here on the APC. You kind of start to see uh, Hicks, Vasquez, and Hudson. You know, Hudson's still kind of an outlier in that. He's still kind of freaking out. But the three of them, you can kind of start to see that uh, the them kind of solidify as a unit. You know, like, uh, mm-hmm. they're all pissed off. They're all just dealing with what just happened, just having their asses handed to them. And uh, through that, they are all kind of galvanized through the yeah, trauma I mean, of that these are thing. Right, these are professionals, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, after you go through a horrible situation like they've just been through, they kind of, you know, shrug it off and get back to work and organize and... Of course, you can't do that without a, a good like leader showing you how to do it. And in this case, it's uh, it's Ripley. It's someone who's not even a part of their, you know, of their team. So yeah. Uh, so two observations I wanted to say before we wrap up the minute here, real quick. Uh, number one, there's a lot of sweat in this scene. Everybody's got just giant <laughs> yeah. beads of sweat all over their faces, which is pretty cool. Uh, and I, I just I keep imagining the um, intern or the production assistant offset with like a little Windex bottle full of you know spray that has to come in and kind of spray him down between each take. Uh, because it's just an unhuman amount of sweat. They are, each of them have like calories worth of, of sweat on their faces. Uh, and then secondly, uh, the, these last couple of minutes we've been talking about here, Thursday, Friday, and today, uh, the fact that they take place in such close quarters, the APC, which is like broken down, that really adds to this whole scene. You know, it's they're right here in this military unit, and they're all like pressed up against each other, and they don't have a lot of room to move around or you know articulate what they're talking about. Uh, it, I really think it adds to the effect of everything to have the, to have everybody right there in those closed quarters. It's almost like a submarine movie type situation, you know, like, uh, you take any type of like military type movie and you set it on a submarine and all of a sudden you've like you've just ratcheted the tension up even more. And I think that's a really smart move on Cameron's part to make the decision to, to, uh, have this scene take place in the broken down APC. Everybody hunched over and having to, you know, just really crowded, really, yeah. Sure. Yeah, everything yeah. you just said. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's pretty much everything I have for today. You got anything else, Brady? No, that's it for me. Okay, great, folks. We are going to be back, like I said, for the rest of the week here. Minutes number 72, 73, 74, and we'll wrap up on Friday with minute number 75. We want to thank John again for having us on the show. Uh, we're from Pele Media, and there's one thing Pele Media loves. It's uh, It's podcasts and aliens and uh, really like coming on here and talking about it and if you have liked the podcast please do visit alienminute.com there's a virtual tip jar over there so you can help john out with the show and uh, if you want to tell others about the show head on over to itunes and leave a great review for the show that is how we get new listeners uh, and brady and i want to let you know about some hot podcasts that we have as well uh, we hosted goonies minute Ghostbusters Minute and Jurassic Park Minute. So if you like the movies by minute format and you like any of those films, definitely seek those out. We're available on Google Play, iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, anywhere you can find great podcasts like Alien Minute, you can find some Pele Media podcasts. Oh, and not to forget, our other show, our sports show, Undrafted, dropped today on a Monday. So if you're into sports, check that out. That's Undrafted. Also, anywhere we're fine, podcasts are found. So, all right, Brady, you ready to go ahead and get out of here? Let's go. All right, folks, thank you so much. We will be back tomorrow on Tuesday for minute number 72.